Mr. Woods, I just have, I just, I just ask you for one thing, man. One Talk thing. To me. Just please beat Green Bay. Please, please. <laughs> That's all we ask for on this. Yeah, That's it. How about that? That's something more. How's everybody doing? Bears Nation podcast here on May 12th, 2021. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano, as always. Kevin's probably frozen. Yep, this looks like that was, is the problem here. Ah, there he is. All right, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? There we go. Sorry, had some connection issues. I'm here now. That intro was dope. I love that. That was very that exciting. Was, that was new. Kind of new when I was supposed to start talking. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. You all know what you're here for. Uh, without further ado, we'd like to welcome to the show Chicago Bears rookie receiver, sixth round draft pick, Daz Newsome. Program very Daz, what is going on, man? Not much, man. Just got to Chicago today and just trying to take it all in. Absolutely. That's fantastic. All right. We're going to lead with that. Um, you're going to hear something. And people are going to tell you that deep dish pizza is Chicago pizza. Take that. I want you to take that. Throw it out the window. Yeah, that, yeah, you I, have I, to I, go. When, when you get pizza, get tavern-style thin crust. That is Chicago pizza. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you differently, all right? I got you. All right, man. We're really excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, Jake, that's Chris and Kevin. As you can see, they're nameplates. But thank you for coming on. And, you know, just first first things first, man, like just talk to us a little bit about, you know, being drafted by the Bears, what that was like, you know, getting that call. You know, you're, you're from Virginia. You went to North Carolina, and now you get to come to Chicago. Just tell us about that experience. Um, it was definitely surprising to me. I didn't know where I was going to end up at, honestly. And I really didn't think Chicago because I only talked to them like once or twice. So I was happy for the opportunity. Daz, as you know, uh, a few rounds earlier from where you were selected, a big-name quarterback that I'm sure you're familiar with beforehand was selected by the Chicago Bears. Have you had any conversation with Justin Fields on the phone or at all since you've touched on Chicago? Have you talked to him at all? I ain't talked to him since I got here. I talked to him earlier today before I landed. And I talked to him, um, like, probably a couple of days after the draft. What was that conversation like? Was it exciting, you know, just hooking up with him? I mean, you know, obviously, what he's done in college. He's been in the biggest moments. And then what you've done, um, obviously, the city's excited, man. The city's electrified when you've got a great class of rookies and a lot of guys who can bring promise to the team. Are, were you both collectively like, let's get ready to go? Because we've seen, you know, what he said and what you said. Like, it's just time to go to work, all business 24-7. Was that kind of yeah. what the conversation was like? For sure. When I first got drafted, um, I, I want to say he was the first person that, that hit me up and said he, he was saying let, let, he was just saying let's get to work, and then I probably hit him up a couple of days after that. Really, really, really just asking him about the playbook, and just trying to make sure, just trying to make sure I'm we on the same page. Honestly, what's up, Daz? Um, I just I just want to know: Are there any corners in the league right now that you're just excited to line up against, and if so, why? In the corners, I, I, I would definitely say um Jalen Jalen Ramsey, just, just because he he talks he he talks a lot. Now. I, I like to talk too. So yeah. <laughs> so, so is that what you know? Is that what we're getting? Is that what the Chicago Bears fandoms getting? A guy who's going to talk you know talk the talk. He's going to go out there and you know you're not going to back down from anybody. For sure, I ain't never backing down for nobody. And you know, you said you talked to Justin. Have you talked to anybody else from the rookie class? Anybody else you've been in contact with? You know, starting making those connections. Um, only person, only other person I talked to from Chicago is um, I talked to um, Darnell Mooney. I talked to Mooney. Yeah, yeah, Mooney. He, he was also he was also helping me with the um, formations and stuff like that. 
Absolutely. You mentioned that, uh, you know, that Jalen Ramsey matchup. You might get it early. Bears play the Rams on primetime, Sunday Football Week 1, uh, you know, that, that leaked a few days ago, and, and that's exciting stuff, man. Are you looking forward to that Week 1 under the lights? I mean, that, that's big time. Most definitely. Yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, I don't think a lot of people expected that, honestly, um, but to have the Bears primetime Week 1, you have a chance to kind of put the name on the map early, right? You know, see what the team's got against a good team. You know, the Rams have a great defense. Then they bring in Matthew Stafford. That's a talented team. You get a chance to, you know, make a name for the Chicago Bears week one. I mean, that's got to be exciting, right? Oh, definitely. I just can't wait to just really just go out there and show what I can do. Really show to a Bears nation what I can do and really just prove everybody wrong. Daz, um, are there are there any wide receivers that you model your, your game after? And if so, who who are those wide receivers? Um, My favorite receiver of all time, he, he, that's Steve Smith. My my, my favorite receivers now, I, I, I would have to give it to Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Oh yeah, I, I like I like how he go about I like how he go about his business. So just to follow up on what you had said earlier, you know, you know the type of receiver you are. Like, what what else are we getting? You know, and and what is the Daz Newsome package here? I'm really somebody who loved the game, and you can just tell that from my style of play. I feel like I show that when I play. I let her block. I let her stick my nose in there, down with the linebackers and all that. So really, you just get somebody who's gonna work, who's gonna work, and who's gonna fight for their brothers. And and a special teams thing, because I can do it all on special teams. I can be on the kickoff, punt team, punt return. All right, so let's talk about that a little bit because I mean, a lot of people are expecting you to be, you know, on the return team. It has have you talked to the coaching staff? Have they said, you know, this is where you're gonna be at, or are you just saying, you know, put me anywhere and I'll go to work? Yeah, I'm just saying put me anywhere and I go to work. But I, I ain't really talked to the special teams coach. I'm probably gonna talk to him tomorrow. I was guessing, but. I ain't really talked to him yet, but really, it, don't, it doesn't matter to me. What's your schedule look like going forward? You know, now that you're here, what? How does that process go over the next couple of days for you? Um, um, I think I think we don't got too much tomorrow. We got we got a, we got like physical and stuff like that, and then the day after that, that's when we get to work. I think we I think we got some we got some meetings. We got um, I guess we got an office lift. We got a little team practice or a rookie practice, I guess. Hmm. Talking about returners, I mean, you know, the, the, you know the history of the Chicago Bears with returners. You know, one of the best uh, of all time, Devin Hester, not one of the best, the best. Yes, Hall of Famer, first ballot. Hope he gets in there. Um, but then, you know, you have a guy like Cordero Patterson who was just here, and then he just walked away. What does it kind of mean to you to know the legacy of kick returns in Chicago and you knowing you kind of got to fill those shoes and the excitement that's around that specific position group in a place like Chicago? For sure, really just, just trying to come out here and be one of the best ones. Really just trying to put my name out there. So hopefully people remember me as one of the best returners. Absolutely. And then, um, Des, I, I have a qu uh, question for you from college. So at your time at UNC, what was your all-time favorite moment? Uh, I would definitely say against Miami. When I, 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 caught, I caught a pass, like the, it was like a minute left in the game. It was like a minute left in the game, and I caught a pass in the corner of the end zone. And, and and the crowd was was so loud. I, I didn't even know the crowd was that loud until I, I went back and watched. I went back and watched the um. Somebody had a field version, and I had it on my car, and, and I got scared a little bit when I, when I had it on my car. I, it was, I didn't know it was gonna be that loud. Well, now you got to go to Chicago. It's about ten times louder. Like, you ready for that? Are you ready for the, those lights? That noise? For sure. 
Absolutely. You know, Daz, there was confusion early on after you got drafted about what you ran at your pro day. People on Bears Twitter had thought, you know, you ran a 4-3-8, and then it was confirmed you ran the 4-5-7. We've spoken on the show before about how someone's route running can be a more valuable asset than, say, pure speed. And, and someone with crisp, clean route running, you look at guys like Devonta Adams, Keenan Allen, some of the best of the game in that area, can create more separation than just, say, a guy who runs a 4-2-9. How important is route running in your game and in the NFL for you? I mean, right one is everything. You, you can be fat. I, I mean, sometimes, a lot of times, speed do kill, but speed not going to always kill. It's like you said, somebody bailing. You're not just going to run by him if you're bailing, and, unless you Tyreek Hill, I guess. <laughs> but other than, that, other than that, you, you got to be able to run routes. Your routes got to be crucial, especially in the, in the NFL, because everybody's so quick and everybody's smart. And tell, you know, people watch people watch film every day, so they're trying to feed their family. So people going to watch tape. They're going to make sure they're on top of their A game. So, so you really just got to be smart and really you gotta you really gotta know what you did the last week so you can kind of switch it up you have someone and you know who's going to be your teammate now who is a good route runner Allen robinson you know obviously i'm sure you're excited to work with him are you just going to go in there and attach yourself to his hip day one um i'm just really gonna let the let the cards play itself i'm gonna watch just really observe everybody and really just see what they do and just put new tools on my bag you know, we got the schedule release not too long ago. You know, it was leaked a few hours ago, but the official schedule release was 6.45 Central Time. You had a chance to look at it at all? Yeah, I, I looked at it a little bit. I, I see. I, I know that we got Detroit on Thanksgiving. I know mm-hmm. we got – yeah, I know we had L.A. for the first game. And then I see we put the Vikings in Green Bay twice. So what's that one game you're circling? You know, usually, you know, is it the Rams game? Because you talked about that Jalen Ramsey matchup. Is there any specific game that Thanksgiving that you're kind of, you know, circling on the schedule, looking forward to? I'm really, really playing against, really playing against my old teammate, um, Chad Surratt, and, and really mm-hmm. playing, against, playing against my my old um somebody I played against in high school named um Jeremiah Usu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, me and him, me and him, we went to get each other in high school, and it's crazy because he never beat me in high school, but he beat me in college. He played another game. Don't let him beat you in the NFL. For sure. That's all you say. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and Des, you know. We'll let you go here soon, but you know what? What's something you know in Chicago? You know, I don't know if you've ever been before. Like, what are you looking forward to about just the city as a whole, and what are you looking forward to getting to know and seeing? I'm really getting. I'm looking forward to the food, honestly, because <laughs> I don't. Because I heard they have no Waffle House out here. <laughs> no, you got you got to you got to go south for that. They have yeah, it in Central. Yeah. I, I thought Waffle House is global. I didn't know that was just the South thing, but I see them got a Waffle House, so I, I got to find. I got to find out another, another late hour spot. So, so, so really just the food, really, really. Because I heard they got some good food, though. So I, so I really want to know what the food talking about. You're just going to start taking suggestions from your teammates? Just asking, you know, you know, Tevin Jenkins out here taking result, you know, taking suggestions from Twitter. You're going to start crowdsourcing? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I, I, say I, I know Twitter. I know Twitter. They, they give me the good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daz, you have to try Portillo's. That's it. Portillo's, it's a must in Chicago. That is that is that is the number one. What kind of food they got? Anything you could ever dream of. Get it. Get get the hot dogs are good. You got to get the hot dogs. Get the burgers. Burgers. I mean, pasta, salad, anything you could ever want. Honestly. 
Okay. We, we we gotta warn them though. You know, if, if you're staying in you know a football diet, Portillo's calories can add up uh, pretty true. quickly. They they have a, a an item called a cake shake. I think there's about 2,500 calories in a single shake. It's 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 absolutely unbelievable. Now, if you got a cheat day, I would suggest just eating the cake shake, and that's the only meal you're eating the day because 2,500 calories that that's gonna fill you up. But Des, too, another thing, um, you know, we've had a few guys on the show before, Clifton Duck, Josh Woods, and we talked to Tariq Cohen, some other guys on Twitter and stuff, and you know. Gaming is a big part of the Chicago Bears with guys like Dave Montgomery and Alan Robinson, Donald Murray. They be playing Warzone stuff. You on any of the games? You gonna yeah, squad yeah, up with I, any of them? I, I, I'm on a Warzone for sure, and I'm I'm, on, I'm a man player. Two K be cheating. So I, don't really, <laughs> I don't really like to play Two K because they be cheating on me all the time. But but man, I play. I definitely play man in Call of Duty. I play Warzone. I play zombies. I'm a. I'm you're just gonna start sending the invites out. You're just gonna start. You're just gonna start sending squad up. Get somebody to drop with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Des, dude, we appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you know, if you know, we'll leave us with this. What's your message to Bears fans? You know, before they see you. Hey, well, my message to the Bears fans is, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad y'all take me in this family, and I'm ready to work for y'all and give y'all my all. All right, Des Newsom, everybody, Bears, okay, we appreciate it, dude. Thank you, and good luck. We look forward to watching you this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely, Des Newsom, everybody. All right, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. Good. That was great. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like we got to give him a list now. We got to get a list, mm-hmm. a Bears Nation podcast food mm-hmm. list for you know our recommendations. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have gone with Portillos, but that wouldn't have been at the top of my list. That wouldn't have been the top. Like I, I would have gone for somewhere like you know, if you're gonna go, you know, there's Portillos in Arizona. You know, I would have gone like Gina. Yeah, and it's bad in Arizona. It doesn't yeah, taste exactly. the same in Arizona. <laughs> but like you could get like you know, I don't know. I'm not like I, like I like all right. That's Mr. fair. Swing a bat without my shoulder popping out. <laughs> um, yeah, this yeah this kid. Hey, whoa, family show. Take it easy. Um, no, thank you to Daz. That was awesome. Uh, you know, really looking forward to watching him this year. Great dude. You know, hopefully we can have him back at the end of the year uh, and get some insight into you know what it's like to be a Chicago Bear as a rookie. Um, I'm excited. You know, it, it's cool that Darnell Mooney already reached out to him. And no, so, what's you know, what's cool is Justin was the first person to reach out to him. Justin Fields. I mean, when, yeah. when I asked him that and when he said, you know, he was the first person to reach out to me, I think he said on the day he was drafted, like that just shows you not only are they both ready to get down to business and ready to go to work, and that's evident, but also that, you know, Justin Fields is reaching out to these guys quickly, trying to build those connections. I think he said he talked about the playbook with was he talking about the playbook when he was talking about with Mooney? I think he might have been talking about that with Mooney. So. But the fact that they're on the same page connecting already, like that's what you want to see from your rookie mm-hmm. quarterback and your rookie wide receiver, especially when these are two guys from the same draft class. Usually the draft class guys kind of stick together. They just have that connection because of that. Uh, it, it was cool to see that. So that was really exciting. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, you know, and and he, you could just tell like Daz brings that passion that every mm-hmm. Chicago fan loves. I mean, he, he's passionate. He's ready to work. Like that's, I mean, that's everything you want to hear as a Bears fan. Yeah, it's and Kevin mentioned it while we were talking to him. You know, it, it just kind of brings up more that uh, that excitement about this group of rookies. I feel like you know he, I, you know he's a six round pick, and he's saying, yeah, I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to talk my shit, and I'm going to talk to you know, Jay, give me Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think to say. I don't think everybody's, and you know, that's somebody who he might see, like Kevin said, that that's somebody he might see opening night. Yeah, yeah. And it, it don't forget, sense. don't forget, there was a rookie on the Bears last year who who made Jalen Ramsey look not so good. So, yeah, yeah. I think let, we all let, remember that play. Now, we don't have to talk about friend. the latter half of that play. 
but we could talk about the first half. <laughs> yeah, the first he, half, he, of course. You know, course. but when the ball was sailed over his head by ten yards, that that part does not have to be mentioned. Oh, by, just, by some people that Kevin was ride or die for for about two years, but you know, mm. Nick Foles threw that football. I know, I know. I've seen it. I've seen if you would remember. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this man, try, you can't, you can't get me on that. I'm, you can't get me on that. I also, before we get in, because we're going to start breaking down the schedule and what we have. Uh, Kevin, your basement is just such a stereotypical Chicago basement, and I love it. Like the one yeah. string of Christmas lights up in May, <laughs> like the like the one corner of like sound stuff, and I love it. It's such a Chicago basement. Like if you're stereotypical, like that's amazing. I noticed it last week, and I meant to say something, but I forgot. I love it, um, but that's great. All right. Thanks again to Daz. That was awesome. He was great. Again, hopefully, you know, we wish him the best of luck going forward. Uh, let's talk about the schedule, boys. We have the schedule release. We can get that up on the screen real quick, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, obviously, starts with opening night, Sunday night football against the Rams. And, I mean, a lot of people think this means Justin Fields is starting week one. A lot yes. of people. Well, is it a guarantee? No. Is it added pressure? Yes. Now let's be honest here. You know, I well, don't know how you know, we're honest on the show. We're, on, we we're always honest. We're yeah, always honest, yeah. but I don't know how, you know, long ago they actually set these schedules, the NFL people. Fair. I would imagine they actually wait till after the draft to kind of nail things down because the rookie quarterbacks are, are pretty important. That's why you see the, the bears have two big primetime games in the latter half of the season where it's more likely that Justin Fields will play, but well, and, and even you have like, look at the, you have jets in Carolina and like what I think week right. one as well. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so. Exactly. so it's, you know, I, I, you got to think that that's in the mind of the NFL schedule makers is like, if we have it, the, the fact that this game is on primetime, that's what I'm talking about. Like they, this mm-hmm. was strange. Let's be honest. Nobody wants to watch week one of the NFL Sunday night football, Andy Dalton on primetime. Do they, 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 they simply don't. And the bears have a great defense, but you know, the NFL fan base isn't attracted to that as much as they used to be five years ago. This has to be a decision made by the NFL schedule makers where they are hoping and praying Justin Fields the starter week one. And quite frankly, like I mentioned before, the pressure is on Matt Nagy to make that happen. And I don't want, I don't want this to be a situation where we force Justin Fields to start here, but if Fields is lighting up in camp and Andy Dalton is struggling, and then you look at, you know, this primetime game week one, although it's against the best defense in the NFL, arguably, you know, you're going to, I feel like you got to do it. I feel like you got to play him. Yeah. I mean, look, like I just think, if you wanted Justin Fields to start before finding out the schedule and now you're like, no, I don't want him to play the Rams. Like that just, that's out of, that's you saying that out of fear. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's out of fear more than him being ready. If he's, if he's looking good in camp, what exactly would you be rushing? That's, that's my thing. Like he's going to have to get that game day experience eventually. So, I mean, if he's doing the right things in camp, it's like, what really are you rushing? If, if you guys get what I'm trying to say. Exactly. It's, it's, it's going to yeah. be Andy Dalton. No, it's gonna okay. Be, it's going to be Dalton. It's going to be Jake, pro- most likely. But I don't want to tell myself that. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't admit to that yet. If it that gets to camp and we good. hear and we hear enough from Matt Nagy to where I know it's true, I'll admit it. But as we sit here on May twelfth, I am not going to secede from this and say Andy Dalton is going to be the starter. Plus, it's not entirely logical, Jake. Why? Like, because so for those who do not know, at this point, I think we've identified the sides here. Chris and I are on Chris and I are on side. Justin Fields start week one. Jake is not. 
why is that the case? And does it fear you? Be honest. Does it fear you if the Rams are there week one? No, I just, I'm not thinking about the, because obviously I would love to see Justin Fields run out of the tunnel and be the starter week one. I just know that it's not going to be. I know that it's going to be right. It, it's especially, I know it might change by week two and yeah. very likely it will change by week two, but I know for a fact, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to want to protect him at first. And they're going to say, okay, we said we committed to Dalton. We're going to, we're, you know, we're going to run him out there to start no matter what Justin does in camp. You know, that's what it's going to be. And granted, I will say this, Matt Nagy has been doing the media tour and he's been using some very ambiguous language in every interview that he's done, whether that be Rich Eisen or whether that be the Ross Tucker football podcast or whether that be on the score or wherever. He has been using very ambiguous language to saying about the quarterback position. He's been saying, yeah, well, you know, we won't rush Justin when, you know, when Justin's ready or when Justin, well, he said, when Justin's ready to go in the game, that moment will present itself to us or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, I think Matt Nagy probably wants to get him in and probably knows the offense will function the best, but also they haven't taken any reps yet. So he's going to use ambiguous language, but the fact that he's already using this kind of gray, you know, towing the gray area rather than saying, yeah, yeah. Andy's the guy. I think, I think that does lend a little wiggle room as far as that first game goes. And I think that there might be a chance you see fields because they're not committing hundred percent to Dalton right away. But I just know you're paying the guy $10 million. You're going to try and protect fields. They're all, they've always done this. They did it even with Mitch Trubisky. I agree that Justin Fields is probably pro ready, but I just, you know, week one, it's going to be week one. And they're going to say, all right, well, we want to see him get some more actual reps against the first team and so on and so forth and blah, 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 blah. And that's just the game they're going to play because that's the game that every team in the NFL has ever played unless you're a Jaguars or a Jets where you're like, that's the only guy you got and he's supposed to be like the savior. Not to say that Justin Fields is not supposed to be the savior, but who did the Jets have? Who did the Jaguars Yeah, right, right, right. There isn't a guy there to step up there. So, Yeah, I mean, okay, but let, let me just ask you something. Let's say it's a scenario no, not where – <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, go. Let's, <laughs> let's say it's a scenario where – you know, they're in camp and Justin Fields is absolutely just, I mean, he's killing it. He's killing it. What do you do then? Like what, like you just kind of just sit him just because you promised Andy Dalton the starting job or like, no, you do. You know, that's how you get fired. That's how you get fired. That's what I'm that's saying. Good. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, if it's truly a quarterback competition, which, you know, seems like that's how it's going right now, then I think Justin Fields has like, a great chance of winning that a great phenomenal chance of winning that just because I think he's so much more talented. You know, he passes every eye test. He's mobile. Like there's really nothing that, you know, I, I just think if I think if you're Matt Nagy and Ryan pace, you know, cause you know, the Rams are going to be juiced up Matt Stafford, you know, I've all the guys on the defense, the Aaron Donald, they feel like they're a super bowl team now with Matt Stafford, you know, they're going to be juiced up. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm saying, do I really want Justin Fields going out there against Aaron Donald right to start? And I really don't know how this offensive line is going to, you know, hold up in their first game back with James Daniels and, you know, with Tevin Jenkins. Or do I want Justin Fields going out against the Bengals and that shell of a defense? You know what I mean? And would I rather see Justin Fields getting a shootout with Joe Burrow? Yeah, you know but, what I mean? Like, because a perfect example of that, speaking of the Bengals, a perfect example of that is what happened to Burrow last year. See, like, because it, it's also so this kind of circles back to your point a little bit of is it is, is fear? Yeah, I don't want Justin Fields' right knee to explode after Aaron Donald I mean, hits him. But then, okay, but then you turn around week three and you play the Cleveland Browns, so it's like, 
<laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like for them, for them, it's probably like, all right, you have a rookie left tackle. Terrifying. First of all, left tackles are, you know, <laughs> like that, that's terrifying. That's your blind side. You have James Daniels coming back from an injury. You have, you know, Mustafer. Can he keep it up? Is that going to continue over into this year? I'd rather send Dalton out there. Guy who, you know, veteran can at least, you know, stand in there, take that. If I'm Matt Nagy, you know, this guy, Justin Fields is your seatbelt this year. He is your job security this year. So, you know, and, and granted, Justin Fields, no matter what he does, he's not getting booed off the field. He's, you know, he, he's going to have the support of the fan base no matter what. But if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm saying, okay, I'd rather send Dalton out there to get eaten alive by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and then start Fields week two in a shootout with Cincinnati possibly against Joe Burrow or and then go from there. Let him build the confidence, build the momentum, get those weeks of practice rather than, all right, you get one week of practice, here's Aaron Donald. Yeah, well, logically, I'm just trying to think of it logically too. It makes that makes sense. It makes sense. That, that does make sense. Yeah, like, I, like yeah. Go I can't argue with that too much. I really can't argue with that too much. But here's the way I want to look at it as well. You look at the first half of their, not the first half, but the first five games. So we got Rams week one, Bengals week two, Browns week three, Lions week four, Raiders week five, Packers week six. All of those games, you know, I I, I don't know if I buy into the Browns entirely yet. They have a great roster on paper, but. You know, I, I think that's a winnable game. Yeah, no, no, I, I buy into them, but I think that's a winnable game. I don't think that's like an unreasonable game that you can't win. So you look at that, those are, and then you have the Rams or the Lions who we, we should 100% beat, the Raiders who we should beat, and then the Packers who, if our starting Jordan Love, you should beat. So that's a, that's an easy start <laughs> to the schedule. So Blake Bortles potentially, that's a different conversation for a different how, day. How much did that scream out? Like, hey, this uh. is. That was hilarious. Oh, it felt good to see God. that as a Bears fan, you know, after <laughs> everything so we've great. been through for them to for them to have that uh felt good. But back to the point, you know, you have an easier start to the schedule. So my thinking here is maybe you want to get you can't afford to lose a game against the Bengals with this schedule. This is a the third most difficult schedule in the league in this 2021-2022 season. You don't have a lot of easy games on the schedule. The Bengals is one of the more winnable games. I would rather have the guy we're going to have throughout the rest of the year prepared in a game under his belt once you go into the Bengals game. So even if he does struggle a little bit against LA, can come in, you know, ready to go. Okay, winnable game. We're going to do take care of business against the Bengals. And then, okay, now we're starting to flow. Okay, we handle the Browns. And then, okay, winnable games against the Lions, Raiders, Packers, beat the Buccaneers last year. Like, I'd rather have that situation instead of, okay, you know, kind of take it easy, kind of wait, you know. I'm not ready to say the Packers are a winnable game yet. As of right now, Aaron Rodgers is still on that team. As of right now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer. I think we have sufficient evidence to But here's the thing. I I don't want to get my hopes up and then just get burned and he comes out there week six and throws five touchdowns and and is more pissed off than he was last year and wins another MVP. When 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 I see him run out in a Denver Broncos uniform, that is when I believe that's when I'll believe it's real. Can I can I ask you guys something? Um, of course, of course, Chris. Do you, Please speak do you truth. guys. Well, last time I tried to ask you, you said no questions. So I <laughs> and then um, you got to ask your question. So what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, but seriously, seriously, like looking at this schedule, like where are the tough games? <laughs> like well, I'm, I'm being you, serious. Like I, opponents I or what? I seriously do not think this is as, as bad of a schedule as they made it seem. Well, bad. let's let me say something real quick too. You know, preseason strength of schedule means nothing. Exactly. I mean, it really, it really does because year after year, like teams change. And then if you if you compare the preseason strength of schedule to the end of the season strength of schedule, it's 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 drastically different. So we yeah. necessarily shouldn't be so intimidated. And the thing to remember too is this has been popping into my mind, and I kept thinking about it. Like 
the Bears were in pretty much a majority, pretty much every game last year, for the most part. They had a chance to win the game late in or in the third quarter in the second half with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, like with with a Chuck Pagano defense. Like winnable games, and it, it just keeps up in my head when people look at the schedule. It's like, ah, you know, fuck, man, six and eleven, fuck, you know, we have no chance. Like, holy shit, man! If you really put it in perspective, if Justin Fields is what we think he is, which he will be, he will be, and the defense takes that leap with Sean Desai, no game is, is a not of, a lot of game. people think they will. A lot, a lot of people think they will. will. So, like the only the only two games where I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, okay, that's gonna be tough is the Buccaneers and the Ravens. Like, other than those two teams, mm-hmm. I think every game, like, I can confidently say, I think the Bears will be in that game. That's and really obviously, fair. we okay. don't want to play out that way, but we're obviously just on paper. Like, okay. I don't think it's as bad. You said the Bucks and who else, Chris? The the Ravens. We the Ravens are, are beatable, too. I think, I think, yes, every team, in the NFL, every team is quote-unquote beatable. You yes. saw that last year. And a yeah. bad Bears team and a bad Bears offense – they were able to, you know, stick with teams for, you know, three quarters at worst a half, you know? Yeah. So I, if you're looking at it, because your original question is, where are the tough games? Then yeah. you say that, there, that's a, there are a lot more games like that. I think the Rams are going to be a tough game. Yeah. I think the, yes. I think the Browns are going to be a tough game. Obviously, as of today, as of May 12th, right now, Aaron Rodgers still Packer. That's two more. Those are both going to be tough games. The Super Bowl champions who are playing – you know, they ended up playing way better than they did against Chicago on Thursday night when Tom Brady forgot which down it was. That's five. Um, I don't think the 49ers are going to be much better. I, 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 they're a coin flip to me. Uh, the Steelers, I think, is a tough game, always because especially because it's in Pittsburgh on a Monday night. I think that'll make it tougher than maybe they are. Ravens are going to be a tough game. I already said the, back, the at Seattle will be a tough game. So you got half the schedule right there, Man. at least. Like, and, that, and that's and that's a, as of today. Obviously, like Kevin said, things change, teams change. You know, injuries happen, whatever. But you're worried about the Steelers. I'm not worried the about Steel- the Steelers, the Steelers at all. Steelers in, in Pittsburgh on mm-hmm. a Monday night, there like there's narrative there. I guess. I guess. I mean, that's not. An I don't easy think it's going to be a cakewalk. It's not an easy place to it's play, a, but it's right, like it's a tough place to play. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I I hear what you're saying. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I just I like I, I just don't want people to get get confused here. I I just want people to understand like what happened last year and if say you know the comparison people have been making about teams from you know you know people like to compare the Bears to teams in the past and their situations. Look at look at Justin Herbert and what he did with the Chargers. If you get Justin sure. if you get Justin Herbert production out of Justin Fields, which was I believe forty six hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns, ten interceptions, that's winning you eleven games. I'm sorry, it is. With this defense and this offense and this rushing attack that should improve and did improve in the later half of last season with, you know, Tariq Cohen coming back now and Damian Williams, like, and then you get Justin Herbert numbers out of Justin Fields, you're not worried about the Steelers. You're not worried about some of these other teams who, you know, maybe you were worried about even in the past. Like, the the thing, the funny thing is about the Bears, too, like, I'm kind of gassing them up last year, like, oh, you know, you know, we were in every game. You also, like, were in the games you shouldn't, you should be blowing out too at times too. Yeah. This year, that shouldn't be the case. Like you should blow out the Lions by a lot. You should, I'm sorry to say it. I'm not sorry to say it. You should blow out the Vikings. I mean, Mitch Trubisky went five and one against Minnesota in his career. You should <laughs> blow out the Minnesota Vikings. You should blow out, you know, some of these lesser teams like the Giants and the Bengals. Like, and, and even the Raiders, I think, are, are falling into that category. Like, you should be 
destroy not destroying, but at least winning by two scores against these teams. Where in the past, like you know, you were barely beating the good teams. You're also barely beating the bad teams. Like that disparity has to increase when you're playing the bad teams as well. So you have to take keep that in mind. But um, yeah. So I just like the Lions with Stafford scared me so much. Yeah, scared me. Hundred percent. Like I never thought that game was a given. I never thought it was a given. I am so. I don't know, man. I'm so unbothered with the lines right now. It's like golf. Uh, like you should win both of those games. Let's be real. The Bears. You should. Yes, you. Yeah. You. They will. Right. I mean, yeah, I, uh, you should. I don't want to say they will, but they will. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, just, first week I, I don't want. Yeah, like I'm not trying to tell people like, oh, this is an easy schedule, but it's kind of like. I, I just think people are more scared than they should be. I think the Bears mm-hmm. roster matches up nicely with a lot of these teams so i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season that's for sure as every bear season is right guys yeah (laughs) i I think i think it says a lot about what the league thinks about the bears and where Mm -hmm. they'll be at that all of their almost all of their primetime games come after you know in the second half of the season yep after week eight yeah i mean you get you starting week nine monday night football against the steelers then, you know, Thanksgiving, obviously, against the Lions, a tradition unlike any other. Um, then you have, you know, Sunday night against the Packers, Monday night against the Vikings. Uh, and, and you got these afternoon games a lot, too. You get Sunday afternoon yeah. against the Seahawks, Sunday afternoon against the Buccaneers. And, uh, in week five, you get it against the Raiders, but uh, who knows what will be happening then. But I think it says a lot about where the league expects or where the league expects to be, to have the Bears, especially uh, maybe who's quarterbacking, because <laughs> all those games are in the second half of the season. We could get Justin Fields versus Trey Lance on Halloween. Ooh, oh, that's on Halloween. I didn't even realize that. Holy shit. Well, yeah, Kevin, it. as as we found out in the pre-show, you don't really know how to read a, a schedule poster. Oh my God. Kevin, yeah. Kevin was in a pre-show meeting, like, yeah, you know, like, how are people gonna know what Sunday night football, what's Monday night football? There's a and it says, Can we please get the picture up again? This kid's saying we don't have to talk about this. No, we do because it was one of the most knucklehead things I've ever heard in my life. It's, I had like, yeah, I don't really like the poster they put on Twitter. How do we know which one's Sunday night? <laughs> I was I was I was in my own world, like thinking about like what we were actually talking about, and these guys are like bickering back and forth. I'm just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> relax, relax. One uh one one other thing too. People people I hate you guys. I really hate this show. I'm gonna quit. It was just, it was just so outrageous. It was it was bad. It was bad. I, was Not, like, I, I go, Kevin, what are you talking about? It says it right here. Not my finest moment. Well, you know, there is, there is, okay. Not my finest moment. We've established that. Um, you know, it, it won't be my last boneheaded moment. It'll happen That's, again. That is definitely, I can agree with you on It'll that. It'll happen again. Um, the, the, what I want to say though, too, is, you know, people also don't, if people don't remember, you know, America's game of the week, I think they do that on a week to week basis. Fox does. So you look at like a 325 at Tampa Bay, that's going to be on Fox. There's a very good chance that's America's game of the week, which is broadcasted to pretty much the entire United States. Yeah. You look at 305 against Seattle and Seattle. If both teams are good down the stretch, they're playing for a playoff spot on December 26th. That's America's game of the week. So you can that, virtually, that, like, that's a spot too, where, you know, Justin Fields could potentially play the guy he says he models yes. his game after and That's the guy who was almost a Chicago Bears quarterback this offseason. The storylines are going to be firing. Narrative. For I them. love oh, the, 
the Fox production team is, is, is they are, you know, salivating at that game on December 26th. But if you add those in there, so say those are both Fox, uh, America's game of the week, which is broadcast in most countries, essentially, you know, a quote unquote primetime game. Cause most people are seeing it. And those actually, those Fox, um, uh, games actually generate some of the highest ratings, sometimes mm-hmm. more than Sunday football. Let's add those up. So say if it's Tampa Bay and Seattle and you're counting Thanksgiving as a primetime game, essentially, I know it's not under the lights primetime, but no, all of America is doing it. It's a primetime game. Yeah. You count that it's a one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven. Seven primetime games if you include those America's game of the week. That is exactly what Jake's talking about when he says, and when I said earlier, the NFL schedule makers aren't no dummies. They're not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. And if you can get Justin Fields, a guy who not only garners a lot of attention from the fan base, but has his own base, has you know Ohio State college football people who strictly watch college football turning into him, tuning into him strictly, like yeah. it, it's a, it's a ratings. It's 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 exactly what they're looking for. The NFL. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Justin Fields was such a great quarterback in college that I think even neutral college football fans will tune in to see how he performs in the NFL. Like seriously, yeah. like, he's, you know, he was like, just boy Fields is Justin Fields. I mean, he's done everything, man. He's done everything. He, he was the face of the big 10 for two yeah. years. Yeah. Like I, I just, I don't know, especially after what Daz said, I, I'm, yeah. I'm so like, I, I I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. I'm All right. Sorry. the The real question about the schedule is: for how many games do we get Dick Stockton on the call? Because it feels oh, like God. we had him for every single oh. game last year. Oh my God! It's, it felt like every week it was like Dick Stockton's on the call again for the Chicago Bears game. Like it was a gonna, pain. It was six sixteen games straight again. Are we going to get him? Well, that was wild. So, you know, the luxury of that is, like I mentioned, like if you're – he usually doesn't do like the 305s. He usually do like the noon slates Nunes, for, the, yeah. for some of the game, And he's usually on the games that people don't care about because he's not the greatest announcer. So they throw him on like the shit games when Nick Foles is starting against the Lions or whatever, um, you know, those types of things. So I don't, we only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine <laughs> noon games. And a, a few of them are against the AFC, which will likely be on CBS, so you avoid him there. So let's hope uh, over under – Two, two dick stops. I'm, I'm gonna hammer the over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really think we're gonna. It just seems like it happened every week <laughs> last year. I hope we get Adam Amin. That guy's great. Um, anyway, yeah, he's great. That's that was a commenter talk for you guys there. You know, nice little segment that we will probably never revisit ever again. Um, all right. Outside of you know the Packers games and opening night, you know, at what which game? For you guys sticks out the most that you like you're most looking forward to. Now, no, I know you're all gonna rush for the Lions game on Thanksgiving. I no. I urge you to exercise restraint. That was a joke because nobody cares about that game. Oh um, no, 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 no. We gotta talk about this. What is what is this? That is the most exciting and, and I'm not, you know, come on. Thanksgiving. But there's something special about Thanksgiving Bears yeah, Thanksgiving. Sure, you get to wake up, okay. watch the Bears season turkey, man. It's exciting, man. Yeah, when they, watching, yeah, when they like, win, they win. yeah, like it's exciting. Like the, Come on, Jake. There's yeah. it's a good feeling. Everyone's I mean, watching yeah, the Bears. I, I, yeah, I love watching the Bears win as much as anybody, but nobody's rushing to watch the Bears beat up on the Lions. Everybody like, is on Thanksgiving. I mean, everyone's got the TV on. You do, just got to tune that's when, that's when you're setting up the table. You know the, exactly. that. Well, for the neutral fans at least, we'll be watching. But like, you know, I love uh, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, obviously, sorry, we'll sorry. be watching. Like, you know, you you. I mean, we're up. I, I mean, I play football most years. And yes. then, like, 
Uh, and then, you know, you're home at 11, you crack it, you know, a beverage and you fucking, ah, God, you sit down. What beverage? And you, what beverage are you cracking? That depends what's, what we what's got your, your go-to? What's your go-to? I mean, obviously, if you look at my Twitter, you know, I'm a big claw guy, but I think oh. on Thanksgiving, you got to, you know, see what, uh. A little bit classier, maybe. Classy, yeah. A little bit classier, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> easy. Easy. Still, still my Twitter picture. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, it's a great picture. Um, anyway, but no. So, which which game sticks out for you guys the most that like you're most looking forward to outside of you know the Packers games and opening night? Um, for me, hundred percent the Cardinals games. Um, the Cardinals game because there are so many people I go to ASU with that just that like, <laughs> it, it just like. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an AZ thing. It just like talking crap about the Bears. Like, hey, Mitch Trubisky. Literally <laughs> last year, I would literally walk into class and people would be like, Mitchell Trubisky. Like, just start talking about Mitchell Trubisky. I'm just like, dude, like, all right, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, for real. But, no, seriously, that game, I have that game circled. I've, I've got uh, Halloween, 1031. Bears at Niners, and this is why. Because after Justin Fields throws six touchdowns, he's going to trot down to the sideline, and he's going to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then he's going to you know, give Kyle Shanahan the middle finger, and the rest is history. Um, he's, I don't know about all he's, that. No, nah, he won't. He, he's too classy to do that, too much of a pro to do that. But he will count to eight because the, the 49ers took him uh, – or it took – Trey Lance of the third overall pick. Bears got eleven, so that's eight slots between three and eleven. As we know, Patrick Holmes did it to the Bears. I think. Good math. I think uh, Deshaun Watson probably would have done it to the Bears until we walloped the Texans by like forty, and then but he did, was probably didn't, like, well, I can't. didn't we play the Texans a couple years ago though too? Or am I making uh, that up? I no, feel like uh, there was. I think we did. I, th- I thought. I thought. Wow, Watson the- was there though. Yeah, I think it was like two years no, ago. No, I don't think we did because I think the storyline this past year was like, oh, first time Deshaun and, and Mitch are meeting, like who's going to win the battle? Because we played oh, we yeah, played, right. I, I think we played him week one been, like four years been, ago. He might have been injured, years. actually. He might have had the ACL. He tore his ACL in 2017. That might have been what it was. Maybe. That, yeah. that could have been it. That makes that sense. Um, but yeah, I mean Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. The storylines again that you know it, it's it's like Mitch Mahomes and uh and Watson, right? The graphics we saw every freaking time, mm-hmm. like you're gonna have that again, except it's gonna be in our favor. We hope that oh these are the dummies who picked Trey. Lance. I don't think Trey Lance would be a terrible player, but I think Justin Fields will ultimately be better. And then everyone's gonna bring that up, and then we're gonna have the luxury to kind of flip the script, and like we can be the ones saying 2021 draft. You know, you know, 49ers, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, just all that, all the shit that we got for four years, we can return the freaking favor if he plays well this year and plays well against them. So, yeah, a Halloween night or Halloween day, 12 p.m., circling that one for sure. Yeah. No, that, that, that Niners game is everything, too. Um, I think that's going to be really cool, especially if it is Lance versus Fields, which yeah. I think it will be personally. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there are definitely some some intriguing games on this schedule, man. Like mm-hmm. definitely one more than one that I'm looking yeah. forward to. I, but I I can't tell if I want to pick the day after Christmas against the Seahawks mm. or the November game against the Ravens. Like especially yeah. especially yeah. if Fields is starting, I think I'm inclined to pick the Seahawks game just because of the narrative base there. But I mean, the thing is, like, there's a lot of. And I think it's probably because we're riding the high of the Justin Fields pick, but there's a lot to be excited about on this schedule. You know, obviously mm-hmm. we'd be excited anyway, and you always like to know who you're playing, but 
I mean, there's a lot of, I, I think, prove it games for the Bears on the schedule where you could kind of say, all right, you know, and, and again, it goes back to that second half of the season where, you know, we expect Justin Fields to probably be starting by then. Uh, you know, kind of prove it. All right, let's see what you got. See what the rookie quarterback has. Show us the, you know, the, the meter stick of where you can take this thing. And, I, you know, obviously – you know, by the second half, you'll have, you know, the game against the Packers again. You'll have two against the Vikings, another one against the Lions, and and those big tests against the Ravens and against the Seahawks. So, I, I mean, it's – when do you, all right, realistically, I know what you guys are going to say, but when do you guys realistically, logically Week think the field starts? Right. Week one. <laughs> Come on. Seriously? Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, man. Week one. Nail it in. That's the thing, though. Like, I'm actually not kidding. Like, I can see him starting week one, but. I can see it. I can see it happening, but I don't think it's going to happen. That's my whole thing. I could see it. I just don't think it will. I I played out the situations in my head because I want to have, you know, merit to this argument. Not, you know, that's not just me being excited, you know, for that. Because I think that's what a lot of people are going to assume is, oh, they just want to start week one because I think they're excited. They just want to see Sunday football. Yes, that's the case. But also, like I've said this before. Guys, he's going to light it up in training camp. I promise you he's going to light it up. I promise you he's going to make plays every single day that are going to go viral on Twitter and people are going to be like, you know, just they are going to be chomping at the bit to get him on the field. And Matt Nagy is going to feel the same way. And like I said, like I, I know people don't think the fan base and the media have an impact on that stuff, but – it will. If this stuff is really getting the attention and garnering the attention, I think it will. And he's playing well. And on the other side of that coin is Andy Dalton not performing well in training camp. Like the guy will not have a choice. He simply will not have a choice. And I think that is going to be the scenario that we're going to see play out. I really do. I mean, you're going to have fans back at training camp. There's going to be transparency. There's going to be Twitter videos from our guy, Greg Braggs. There's going to be, you know, all these sorts of things on there for people to, to eat up all over social media and for Matt Nagy to eat up and you know shit maybe roger goodell's on the phone saying you know these ratings man we really need them we really need them week one against la for the ratings maybe roger's on the phone with with uh with mccaskey but no in all seriousness like i just think he'll do so well in camp and any dalton who's getting older may not do so well that you're gonna literally have no choice but to start him and and i'm not upset about that scenario either so that's that's where i'm coming from when i say this 100 percent. like my argument is the exact same like, I, I just think he's going to be so the good. Only They're not going to yeah. have a choice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's going to, you know, you know, the saying, be so good at your job. Like, they're going to have no choice but to respect it. Like, that mm-hmm. type of thing, you know? So, I don't know. Did we change our mind, Jake? Did we? No. no, no Damn it. Um, We're usually so good at this. Yes, you guys really have a, a high success rate of changing my mind. Um, no, I, I still think it's going to be later. It's just – I... When, though? Because, listen, be- Jake. If I'm being realistic, and I'm not saying it's week one, then it's week two. I mean, it has to be, right? Right. So that that's the thing. Then what's I, the I, point? Like, come on. Yeah. If that's the case, you really may as well start in week one. I mean, honestly. like I, I do think there's a real scenario where Matt Nagy is pushing for fields because I don't know if you guys read it. Um, the, an article from The Athletic today detailing how the Bears you know, went through the process, you know, what the days leading up to it and the day of, of acquiring the pick to get Justin Fields. And, you know, they, they said they played all their cards close to their chest. They didn't even make start making calls until Thursday morning to see about possible trade scenarios because they didn't want – people knew the Bears were desperate. So they didn't want people to say – you know, they didn't want to come out early. And so people – you know, the demand 
you know, would go up because, you know, people would know, all right, the Bears will pay a premium. So they waited until the day of the draft to start making calls. They made the call with the Giants, obviously hammered that out. And in the article, it says, Ryan Pace, when he told Matt Nagy, we're getting Justin Fields, he said, Matt Nagy screamed in excitement. I did see that. Screamed. And so I do think if your head coach is that excited about what he could potentially do with his offense, with his team, about about this, and, you know, they they said, you know, the hallway, you know, their draft room, and there's a hallway with all the coaches, and at the end of the hall is George McCaskey's office, and everybody was cheering and clapping. Even the defensive coaches were, you know, clapping their hands and everything. Like, if you have a head coach that's that excited about getting – I think, yes, there could be a real push from Matt Nagy to say – I need this kid week one because this is where we're going to get the most out of it. I still don't think they start him week one. I still don't think they put him out there week one against Aaron Donald and for his first start. I do think that they'll wait until week two to say, all right, you know, we'll let you get your confidence a little bit, get a week's worth of practice, two weeks worth of practice under your belt, and then we'll go to you. Because I, I just think that's A, the safe play, and B, the smart play. I think it's the smart play too. I just think with the working quarter, I, not that I don't think Justin Fields needs the confidence boost. I just think it's a smart thing to do. I, I know, just, I know, I can see. I know both of you hate this opinion. I'm no, like, no, I, no. I, I just respected. think that I just think it's the realistic and the smart move. You're probably right, honestly. If we're being honest, like y- y- you may probably be right, but let's let's say you know everyone's scared about Aaron Donald. If the Washington Football Team can throw out Alex Smith in his first start after nearly losing his leg against Aaron Donald. I think the bears can throw out Justin Fields week one against the Rams. If people that that's, that's to the point of people being so freaking scared of Aaron Donald. Like, yeah, you should be afraid of him. There's a reason to be scared right? of Aaron Donald. But, yeah. But like if the football, watch the football team can throw Alex Smith out there where everyone's like watching to make sure his <laughs> leg's not going to freaking collapse. And I think we can, we can be okay with Justin Fields who also has mobility to escape the pocket. So Fair. I'm, I'm, you know, that's for the Aaron Donald fears who, uh, you know, I'm Would you not be scared of Aaron Donald? No, no, I'm fearful I mean, of him too, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't deter you from starting him. It shouldn't deter you from, it shouldn't deter you from starting him. Listen, that specific point. week three, you're seeing Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. It doesn't matter, man. Like this is going to be every week. Yeah. Like this is the NFL. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I know, but it's like, I just think it's a, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could just be blowing smoke here. Well, so, Jake, you're, the problem is you're looking at this one way, though. You're looking at this – when you talk about confidence, you're looking at this as if he's going to struggle for sure. So, so you know, that's what you're that's fearful fair. of is that that's he's going to struggle. Imagine he comes out and, you know, let's not say lights it up, but has a productive game, say 200 yards, three touchdowns, you know, one pick maybe against arguably the best defense in the NFL. That's a confidence boost. And then it's like, okay, he's got a game under his belt. Now we can destroy the Bengals. Now we can take on the Browns. Like I would just rather have that situation where, you know, even if he does struggle a little bit, say that those numbers are too high, say it is, you know, 200, two TDs and two INTs, but he's got the game under his belt. He played well. You saw flashes of greatness. And now he can light it up week two. Like, I, I would rather have that scenario. But I think a lot of people are in Jake's boat where they're thinking that the only thing that's going to happen if they start week one is he's going to throw four interceptions, he's yeah. going to throw for 100 yards, and he's going to get the ball. Okay, 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 okay. I never said that. I know, I never, but that's what, you, I'm, that's I'm, what you're fearful I'm, of. You're fearful I'm, of that I'm scenario. I'm not fearful of that so much. I'm more fearful of just him taking hit after hit, you know. Because also part of my thing is I don't think Justin Fields doesn't have the ability. I'm also – like, I, I'd rather – it would make me feel better – to see how this offensive line performs first. That's if the offensive point. line goes out there and protects Andy Dalton for four quarters 
and they're not letting him get hit. You know, if Tevin Jenkins is the monster we think he's going to be, if Sam Mustafer continues to play well, if James Daniels looks like he's pre-injury James Daniels, fine. I am, so, and then I'll have no qualms about sending Justin Fields out there against Miles Garrett and Davion Clowney because I know he can be protected. Then I I don't want them going out there, you know, when it's no pads and it's limited contact and they're going again. Yeah, yeah, they'll be going against Hakeem Hicks and Cleo Mack, but that's minicamp. That's OTAs. That's different. You know, I, I'd rather see it pads, 100% speed. You know, I'd rather see that first and then I'll feel better about that because, you know, we just, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, we saw it happen to Joe Burrow last year. We've seen it happen countless times. Like I just want, and, and Grant, that doesn't say, you know, one game is doesn't wipe that off the board. It, it can't, ha- it's not going to happen for sure, but like, it, it's just like a make me feel better thing. And I feel like even the coaches feel that way. You know, the coaches realize what the offensive line situation is right now. I, I feel like if you're a coach, you're saying, all right, let's see if you're Juan Castillo, you're Matt Nagy, you're the quarter, you're DeFilippo, you're Laser. Let's see what the offensive line can do. Let's see how they can protect a, I, I don't want to call him an expendable asset, but let's see how they protect Andy Dalton first. And then we'll see if, you know, we feel comfortable putting fields in there because I guess, because again, I don't want to say expendable or a guy you feel like you can risk, but like a guy who is, you're not as worried about taking those hits because he's not the future of your franchise. Like, you know, Justin Fields yeah. is the future. Justin Fields is this franchise for the, hopefully the next 10 plus years. So I'd rather see how this offensive line holds up, how your schemes are holding up, how everything that you're starting to put in place is holding up. And then, okay, now let's get them out there against the Bengals or the Browns or the Lions in, in one of these weeks following. Let's see how it yeah. looks. Let's see what the product is. And then let's go from there. Let's not rush Justin Fields out there just for the sake of rushing Justin Fields out there. And I shouldn't say rush, but let's not put Justin Fields out there just for the sake of putting him out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. the offense will look better. Yeah, the fans are going to love that more. But there's a whole other gear. There's a whole other picture here that you need to consider when you're talking about who's starting week one. So, so you're on the start Andy Dalton week one train no matter what. No matter what happens in camp, that is. Or, you know, between now and then. I wouldn't say no matter what because I, I realize that things can change. Yeah. And But as things stand today, as of this day, May 12th, yes, I do believe they should, and I think they will start Andy Dalton. And granted, this is the Chicago Bears. We, I might flip and say, yeah, they should start Justin Fields, and they're going to run Dalton out there anyway because they're just committed to that. Yeah, That, that, that might be what they do because that's just what this team does sometimes. Yeah, I, I just – to me, it's just – if it truly is a quarterback competition, if, if they haven't already made up their minds that they're starting Andy Dalton, which it doesn't look like is the case, mm-hmm. but let's just say it is a QB competition. Like, I just, I just think it's going to be hard for them to watch Justin Fields – Put up against Andy Dalton and be like, hmm, we should start Andy Dalton. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's just going to – This, like, also, this also isn't a Mike Glennon situation. Andy Dalton, we talked about it a couple weeks yeah, ago. And Andy Dalton that. can do it. He's won yeah. games. He's Like, you know, he's been to the playoffs. He's captain playoff teams. You know, this isn't a Glennon situation where it's like, yeah, this guy's got a noodle and he's, you know, whatever. Like, Andy Dalton can play. Andy Dalton has shown us he can play. It's no – it's been like he's done it before. Like it's just it, – it's also that to consider too. They know they have a guy that can actually play in front of fields. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not a guy. It's not a guy who. All right, he's here. He's at the draft party. Hey, look at his face when we draft a quarterback number two overall. <laughs> was he there at the draft party? Yes. You don't remember? I that? don't remember that at you all. Remember, he was at he was at a draft party hosted oh, by the Bears God. with Bears fans, and they oh. cut right to him. He left. He walked out the door. Oh, I don't remember this. They, they traded up. They selected oh Mitch Trubisky, and Mecklen walked out the door. He walked out of the draft party. Wait, like he was so mad. I was I there. You were at the draft party. I was at the. Are you talking about the one that was at Soldier Field? I don't that's remember. Probably what, the one. I, I don't yeah, remember what it was, but yeah, I would assume that was the one. I remember being in a room. I don't like. It, it was with Mike Lindbeck. It was a room with a huge projector. The room that they showed inside Soldier Field, I was in that room at the really? time. Yeah, like, yeah, and, and 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 Mike Glenn was so mad he walked out. He left. Dude, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't know why I don't remember that. You were probably it's, so it's, shocked. It's, I mean, it's, everyone's it's, probably I, still I, like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah, I was. I looked over to my buddy. I was just like, "What? What just happened?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean. Uh, I don't know. I think the other thing too is like people are are, are going to get caught up in words. So let, let's throw this caution out there: is that the words mean nothing. This is all coaches speak. Whatever yeah. happens from now yeah. until until uh, September twelfth, when the for the game against the Rams, like well, I, that's I, what I'm saying. Though Matt Nagy's been doing the tour and he's been using very like ambiguous language. Yes, but he he's has, also he has, like, but that should be like, but he's got like you know they're going to go to camp and like he's going to say at some point. The day before camp, Andy Dalton's our, our our starter. Andy Dalton's gonna you know be the first guy with the first team of reps at, at training camp. We know that's gonna mm-hmm. be the case. Like Andy Dalton will start with the first team. He's gonna say, then people are gonna lose their fucking minds. People are gonna go crazy. Like, oh, what the hell's going on? Why is he doing this? See, I like, don't I don't think that's the case though. I think there's gonna be people that are like Andy. All right, Andy Dalton can actually play. He can actually win you some games. There will people. There will be people who think that, and they're not wrong for thinking that. Like you're totally sure. right for thinking but, that. Like, and I, 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 and I, I don't, don't hate think, that. I don't scenario. think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be as rah rah people fire up as if it you know in 2017 or you know or even last well, what do you, well see well what do you mean in 2017 because glennon was going to be the starter 100 like we and that right. that occurred throughout camp like but we didn't have you a still had people saying trubisky should start you, still you had, had it but it, it i don't think it was with as much conviction as it is with fields now why did we ever yeah. start mike glennon <laughs> like why was that even a thing so like yeah, so like let's take our past experiences, and I guess it's, I don't know. That's actually kind of a bad comparison. Like, oh, what would happen if Mitch had started Week One? You know, I don't know. But like, it's Probably it's it's it, yeah. Well, the same. Well, from a, a whole career standpoint, yes. But if you look at that specific season, like I don't think sure. looking at how poorly Mike Lennon played in those four games, like what did you have yeah. to lose? Now again, Jake is hundred percent right when he says Andy Dalton is far more capable, and we have to assure that we we mean that because that is hundred percent true, and that kind of changes the way we talk about this situation. But nonetheless, like I just, I'm just on that side where you just have I, I don't think you have much to lose, especially if I see it two ways, where it's either one way you start in week one or one way you start at week two. Like I don't see any possible scenario where he, where he, you know, Dalton plays four games and Fields comes in against the Raiders and that's history. No, like that's it's not going to be the case. So it's either week one or week two, and if it's if it's going to be week two, then you might as well make it week one. Like that that is simply the way I see it. Justin Fields isn't afraid of anybody. He is going to be mentally ready. We've talked about the IQ test. Everybody knows about that now. You know, it, it's because that's the other thing with Mitch back in 2017. He wasn't ready from a playbook standpoint, from a scheme standpoint. He didn't understand everything. He wasn't necessarily physically ready. People were worried about that. Nagy was, or, or Nagy wasn't there then. I think everybody, Fox, John Fox was a little bit worried mm-hmm. about that. And everybody knew that, you know, they knew that his mental capacity as far as the playbook went, wasn't necessarily there. 
it will be there for fields. We know that the way he understands formations and his football IQ. So um, week one, week one, Justin Fields, baby. Let's see it. Week one, hi, baby. Number one, week one. All in. All right. Uh, but as we're wrapping up, record predictions, go. So I'm going to stick. Gonna stick uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with what I did earlier, 11-6. That's oh – God, man, why does this always happen? I was going to say 11-6, but I'm not I'm, – I'm not – I'm definitely not saying that now. So. I, think you said it, I think you said it last time. Yeah, you time. said it last time. Come I think on. you agreed yeah. with him last time. Can we be on the same page for once, Chris, please? We need to <laughs> All right, fine. 11-6. and six. Let's do it. Man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, Come on, Jake. Come on. You know you want to do it. All three of us on the same page for the first time. Bear Station podcast history. Come on. It can happen. A lot. Hold on. Come on. Shh, I'm doing quick math. Always doing the math. He's uh, uh, Raiders <laughs> win. Packers win. <laughs> I, I can't do it when you're in my ear like that. Um, right. All right. I'm going to say. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I'm going to say 10 and 7. Oh, Damn. Yeah. This guy. This guy. <laughs> you see what we have to deal with, listeners? You see what we have to deal with week in and week out? You know, you know, at first he's dropping shit, and now he's, you know. Uh, ten, it is. Second, it, week, I know. In Second week, week in a row. Second week in a row. I'm really proud of you. It's, it's an achievement, but damn it. We're, in a, we're in a streak now. Good job. Oh, <laughs> oh man. What a show. What a show. As that was a lot of fun, man. Daz Newsom was great. Yeah. Shout out to Daz. He was awesome. You know, you could tell he's, he's excited. He's excited to be a bear. We're excited that he is a bear. Thanks again to Daz for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, Hey, you know what? Good job today, guys. I'm proud Thanks. of us. Good job, guys. Kevin, even you. Good job. Um, Thanks, man. Try not to throw your shoulder out. Please. Um, I'll try my best. This guy, this guy's got the Fernando Tatis Jr. injury. But um, anyway, yeah. See you, doctor. But for myself, for Kevin, for Chris, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Thanks to Daz. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate you for watching, listening. However, you're consuming this, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate the commenters. We appreciate the people who interact on Twitter. We'll be back same time next week. Hasn't changed. We're on like week what seven, eight now on Twitch. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Uh, but thank you guys. We appreciate it. We will be back next week. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Maybe Aaron Rodgers won't be a Packer by then. Who knows? I don't know. But for myself, for Chris, for Kevin, once again, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, bear down. Bear down. Let's go.